I'm looking forward to talking to you. I mean, at you for the next uh, 58 minutes. So that's going to be really good, I think. You have like a strict 58 minute cutoff. Huh? I do. I have a um, I have a meeting at uh, 2:30. Oh wow! So we do have a strong deadline. Yes. Okay. A hard out, as they as they call it. Okay. Well, 57 minutes, 30 seconds. Oh my gosh. 29, 28. <laughs> Say something important. <laughs> Say something meaningful and deep. Start it immediately. No, that's too much pressure. We're just here to share um, our thoughts and feelings and our life and um, talk about some book that we've been reading. And that's what we do on the Good Words podcast, um, in case you hadn't gathered that so far. We're about 42 episodes in at this point, and um, it's it's pretty fun. Um, I thought about trying to get the podcast to play on like the home devices like the uh amazon echo and the google home like there's a way you can submit the podcast to those services to have them just like start playing so oh that's cool like if someone mentions to play right if you say the thing kind of like you know how i found that podcast for the kids while they brush their teeth how it tells them like facts while they brush their teeth for two minutes it's called chompers anyway yeah, that's like one like of those things sea creatures and yes stuff while which they brush their teeth. Was, was great but totally yeah. totally yes um yeah that's cool that people can request it rather than her just starting to play it like she misheard me one time and oh. like she just started singing at me and it was yeah. really creepy yeah that's weird but it was just i you know she had thought that i had asked her to sing a little number yeah, you know, lady she in was, tube. She just is a little confused sometimes. She was standing and waiting, you know, for her moment of glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. I think uh, I think she probably, you know, has a future in just singing all the songs we ask for now instead. <laughs> Karaoke with Alexa. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Robots will take over everything. <laughs> um. So should we? kick it off with a trivia question let's do it let's do it this week we're going to start with trivia and you know last week was kind of hard and you you stumped me you finally got me and so i decided to pick something that might be challenging we'll find out i had been because i've been taking it easy on you for so whatever okay no no i haven't been taking it easy on you but this one's going to be interesting okay 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 (laughs) clues number 10 it was the 20th in an ongoing series of events. What? Okay. The 20th. Nine, its official motto was the happy games. Okay. Number eight, its official mascot was a dachshund called Waldy. Okay. Number seven, the official logo was a blue solar or bright sun. Huh. Number six, slalom canoeing was held for the first time at this event. Wait, what? is that two people? I mean, a canoe is two people. <laughs> but like a slalom, like the ice, like. Well, slalom just means like going back and forth between gates. Oh, I was thinking like, why was I thinking that? Because it is. It's downhill bumps. skiing is usually oh, the yeah, slalom. Oh, yeah, the downhill skiing. So, yeah, jump in your canoe. <laughs> and slalom. <laughs> 
Downey. Downey. Down actually, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I want to see that. Two people at a canoe trying to control. control. It's kind of like bobsledding, except with like powder it and your your paddling. A little bit more deadly. You're paddling in the air. Maybe doing a little fancy jump, you know, and hoping your canoe doesn't shatter. Hey, Jamaica, we got a <laughs> canoe slalom team. Eins, fine, <laughs> whatever they said. Oh, like, I don't. Do you remember that's, their that's little German. cheer? But they like, well, they were copying the team that was um, like. But I don't remember the very specifics of that Disney movie from 1994. No. Oh, come on. Sorry. But then they had some like little cheer they made up themselves because when they decided to be themselves instead of, you know, copying right. that as other every, team. As every true movie plot from our childhood taught us. Exactly. Is that about being yourself and embracing. Exactly. They um, had to come up with their Jamaican cheer. That's right. It had to be, it had to be them. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. So slalom canoeing. Number five, an Oscar-winning documentary, One Day in September, was made about it. I literally have no idea what's happening right oh. now. Number four, a controversial basketball game between the U.S. and the Soviet team ended the U.S. winning streak held since 1936. The controversy involved an addition of time on the official clock. That would be fun if controversies in sports were about time on a clock rather than about drugs and doping and performance enhancing techniques. So it's like we've got slalom canoeing plus basketball. Like it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number three, a Palestinian terrorist group called Black September infiltrated it. Oh, I should know this. This definitely sounds familiar, but I don't know. Number two. 11 Israeli athletes were killed while attending this event. I like definitely know, should know at this point these last two things, but I still don't know. Let's hope that they just say the words in clue number one. Number one, someone named Mark Spitz of the U.S. set a world record when he won seven gold medals. And the answer, how much of it do you know? There's, well, there's three parts to this answer. They get from from more to least obvious. What's the most obvious part of the answer? The Olympics. Which where? I don't know. In what year? Okay, Munich, 1972. Okay, okay. I yeah, I didn't know. Um, yeah, like I'm like, I was thinking some sort of Olympic thing, but I yeah, I didn't. I was figuring it would be more detailed, and I had no idea. Which I definitely had heard of some of that stuff, but it wasn't mm-hmm. going together. But, but yeah, I'm I'm really I'm still just enjoying the picture of the slalom canoeing. And so <laughs> that I think that was the gift of that card. That is that, that is the fun, fun thing because the rest of it was very serious and very dark. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, would have you known that one? I wouldn't have been able to name the exact year. I knew it was in the '70s, and I knew it was in Munich. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's exciting. I couldn't even tell you where this year's Olympics was at. Oh, yeah. We didn't ever, like, watch it or talk about Is it. Is that Do over you know where yet? It was? I don't even know. Do you know where it was, though? I want to say Korea, I think. North? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, I'm that's why I'm not totally sure. I mean, I think that oh, South Korea, obviously, but, like... <laughs> 
Because I know there have been a lot of news about North Korea lately, I think. They're, they're, you know, their opening game ceremony is kind of like a like a missile plan of like, a, this def- is what we got. <laughs> we, we didn't start with ceremonies. We started with uh, fire drills and various terrorism drills. Or they like just that. put up on a big screen like the cities that they're bombing as they begin the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> the opening ceremony is just a speech by the glorious leader Kim Jong Un. <laughs> As things blow up behind him right. on the screen from around the world. <laughs> Let the games begin. <laughs> the first event will be. Uh... <laughs> oh man, we got to stop. Okay. <laughs> Torture. Right. So we, where I was you're just going to go somewhere like like people competing for for the basic sustenance of life, like, <laughs> or for the opportunity oh to goodness. work in a you know nuclear refinement uh, operation. <laughs> it's it's a very special Olympic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little Hunger Games, like right oh, now. There we go. Is, exactly. Is what's happening? Not. The Happy Games, it's The Hunger Games, <laughs> which that kind of makes sense, actually. So, okay, so, like, was just this particular Olympics called The Happy Games? That one, yeah, that was, it had its motto, was The Happy Games. Which is so confusing because all of that bad stuff happens. Which is probably so that's why fun. that's well known. That's probably why it's a bit of trivia fact about that it Olympics. It was the happy game. <laughs> Hilariously enough, the organizers called it the happy games. And then all of that infamous stuff happened. Okay, and Olympics normally have like a mascot? Yes, Olympics have a mascot. I didn't know that. Like each particular one has some sort of thing that they do i think so i haven't really watched the olympics in a long time but when i was a kid in 1996 we had the atlanta olympics and that we had a whole unit in school to learn about the olympics that year and so was there a mascot yes there was a mascot do you remember what it was no i I want to think it was a water droplet or something i don't remember (laughs) something with shoes goodness a water droplet and shoes? shoes and a hat i don't know well we'll include a link to the wikipedia article that explains a water droplet shoes and a hat that is like my favorite mascot ever you it's know, it's really surreal <laughs> check your podcast player right now for a link to the thing i'm going to but that is actually what i'm talking about it's a bit of like a little picasso drawing this this headless no, man yes. with a hat and his yeah. face is a water droplet or Something His hat like that. is sweating water droplets. I don't remember. <laughs> oh my. I remember doing an Olympic unit for the Olympics four years before that when I was a younger kid and was in Norway. I don't remember where, but it was in Norway. And I remember we had Norwegian goat cheese. Whoa. As that's, part of that Olympic unit. That's exciting. I don't mm-hmm. know that we ever did Olympic units. I don't remember doing Olympic units. Wow, it's great. Like, you don't, you know. Did you, like, watch Olympics during school or you just kind of learned about it more? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we probably watched any of it. It was yeah. probably just having to learn geography or something. It's probably social studies, you know, geography stuff. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, you can tell we're, um, you know, we really keep up with things. We, we know what's going on in the world around us. 
Well, um, yeah, so we've we've completed another um, unit in the Daniel Dilemma. Yeah. Um, so there's one more mm. left after this. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. So we might actually finish this book. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> might happen. Might happen. Okay, so we were doing part four, which is chapters 10 through 12. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and ask you what, do you thought, what you thought about his anecdote about the um, panic attack that he thought was a heart attack. Oh, yeah. That was actually what stuck out to me most um, because he was like overworking. And so he's like, here's some signs that you're like too stressed out, you know, mm-hmm. and, and he ended up having this big thing like while he was preaching like in Australia or something. And like what I was thinking is I'm like, well, this is like good. You can pull back on, on some stuff, but some of the stuff like I guess it was like upsetting to me because it was like, OK, here's like a bad sign you're heading towards something bad if these things are happening, but sometimes you can't control it. Like mm-hmm. if you're like, if you're sick or things are happening with your kids, like it's very hard to like, um, do anything about it. Yeah. So I found it kind of upsetting because I'm like, okay, yeah, like there's a problem, but I mean, it, you like, sometimes you just can't like cut back and, right. and be like, okay, we're putting the brakes on everything. Well, I mean, you can't put the brakes on like, getting out of bed yeah yeah i right it's you can but <laughs> there are consequences and eventually the children scream enough that you just have to get out <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the yeah i i thought it was interesting i i thought it was helpful when he said here's a list of things you should watch out for that are a sign you're going i was kind of excited because i'm like oh yay somebody has a list i wonder how i'm doing on these items um but yeah it was kind of also just like well yeah i know that i need to like pull back on those things i know i need to space those things out but it's like it's such a situation by situation thing it makes it really easy to mess it up i feel like i can't trust myself to really spot those signs and make the right adjustments were you doing terrible with the list like i was okay so we have here his list of warning signs um, so the first one is sin seems more attractive than usual, which is like, a, it's an interesting one for me because it's like, I feel like if sin is becoming more attractive then we need to get in the word with God, but it's also kind of a, I don't know, an interesting hmm, one no, to I link think... up with, with stress because I mean, you can, sin can be attractive at any point if you're stressed or hmm. at peace. Yeah, can I can. Yeah. Yeah. I can, but definitely in the last like year and a half, two years, I've really noticed that that correlation between my emotional like stress level and tiredness level and and yeah, the thoughts of sinning and you know, just like escaping into something. Like all that stuff seems to just really be tied together. And definitely in the last year or two I've noticed that very clearly. That when I'm overwhelmed or just doing too much or trying too hard, then it it gets that way. So I thought that was right on. Yeah. Okay. So the second check, uh, the second warning sign is your emotions are inconsistent. Are our emotions always inconsistent? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I kind of was confused by that because I'm like, that seems... Hmm. What, how would I tell the difference? (laughs) Well, and I think if you're trying to have a right emotion, like, I mean, this, this is always a thing for me. Like I'm always feeling guilty because my emotions aren't right or something. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to have the right emotion or you're judging your emotion as being right or wrong, 
like it it messes me up Mm. and so I feel like like as long as I do the action that I need to and stuff like the emotion thing I mean I mean you can have erratic emotions and be in a great place it's just like emotions aren't like they don't follow follow a pattern they're like they're showing you what's going on inside of you but interesting yeah they do show what's going on inside of you so there should be a pattern there should be a thing that you can look at them to kind of diagnose where you're at well yeah like I mean if I'm like angry like I need to take some time to like think through that or something but I don't necessarily think it means I'm in a bad place spiritually no. if, like I'm like angry or they're erratic or whatever no I don't think so either yeah I think that was I think he missed the point a little bit on that one or we missed his point but um yeah I mean no no when I was reading through this it actually didn't make sense because I know there's been days where I'm like oh I am quite a bit angrier than normal like there's something going on I'm under something like even honestly just yesterday I was struggling with anger right away in the morning and then again sometime at night when we were trying to put the kids to bed I was in the same place again where I was just really angry well let's be really honest we had to stop this podcast and um because we were starting to get so mad at each other so this is like our take to like after at some point so I'm sure we've erased the fight by the time you're hearing this but um like yeah that but that happened but yeah I mean it we knew then that we needed to just like we were feeling rushed and pressured and and do something and stuff like that but so I mean it it tells you maybe what you need but I just feel like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in a bad place just because your emotions are everywhere no I think it does I think that's a sign that we're in a bad place well, that means I'm always in a bad place because yeah. I have emotions everywhere. Yeah. They're inconsistent. Yeah. But it's like on what scale and compared to what? That's the part I don't really understand. I think that it's good to have emotions that fluctuate wildly. I think that his <laughs> like like trying to give him like um, this firm tight line is like a recipe for, for white knuckling something. Hmm. Just like thinking you can hold on and control it all. Okay. Let yourself go there. I don't know about that. (laughs) I mean, don't like sin in your action, but I mean, you've got, I don't know, Tim. Like, I I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's great to have, um, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Erratic emotions. Like, I, I mean, I feel guilty about it a lot, but if I feel guilty, then it just makes it worse. So. Yeah. No, guilt and shame doesn't really help solve anything, but. I don't think that's what he's trying to say. Right. But I mean, like he's saying that that's a bad sign if you have erratic emotions. Yes. So I'm just saying that I'm probably always in trouble because my emotions are always. No, it's just them. one of the signs. So you always have things in your life that influence your emotions in an erratic way. Everyone does. I guess so. <laughs> maybe maybe not (laughs) i like to think that there's people out there who maybe don't feel that way it seems like that'd be nice to imagine because you're logical but you i mean i see it in you but it's not like like you're in a healthier place when you're telling me like ah this is frustrated instead of like me watching you like 
I don't know, you might spinning be, inside. You might be right. You might be right. There might not be any such thing as a... You, like, let it out and you move on. Yeah. Yeah, there may not be such a thing as a healthy, consistent emotional state. But that might just be really sad, <laughs> worn out, <laughs> stressed out, overwhelmed people talking. <laughs> Or I guess I've just never experienced, I've experienced like uh, a state where I was, you know, trying to be like even emotion, but then I had like anger problems. So if I don't let my emotions go all over, then I have anger issues. So I think I'm speaking from a place of like correctness you you i'm shocked that you think that you are right and that everyone else is wrong <laughs> not everyone else just this man <laughs> and apparently and you. this man <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay go to the next one. all right the next one the next one this one I let's def- not do take three of this podcast oh, shall we <laughs> okay so this one i definitely actually have seen also this is something that i've i have not seen it no, i'm just yeah, kidding right. i don't even know you what have is. become less productive Oh, yeah. I become so unproductive when I'm more stressed out. I have a bunch of deadlines and a bunch of projects right now, and I I just don't want to engage with them. I, like, take, like, two hours to begin to get up to productivity, and then, oh, it's it's not good. Well, and I can see it, like, I, like... I see it in you. <laughs> I definitely see it in oh, you. Oh, I definitely see all the ways that what you're doing is wrong. But, but what I'm doing no, is no, ter- no. perfectly but, so normal. So here's the thing. So like what I do though is I'll be like, I'm going to be so productive. But then then I like can't do anything for like when? days because I Why? get sick. Like if I'm like, I'm going to like I'm stressed out. There's a lot to do. Then I'll like start trying to function highly yeah like before this last batch of being sick like this is what i do i'd okay. be super functional and then not functional the next day and super functional it was like like this on up a day down, on day off thing interesting so it was like the same thing because it wasn't that productive but it's like you can do short spurts of high productivity when you're in a bad place mm. but it doesn't last for that long or like a week but then you get sick something happens to you that's obviously just because you're too weak <laughs> <laughs> it's because of my erratic emotions. <laughs> well, I don't know how it is for women, but men don't seem to have the same issue. I know. I've been waiting for you to make this joke the whole time. I feel like I've been like boring, angry eyes at you. Like, uh, I dare you to make that joke, Timothy. And I did. I went there. I knew I had to. I knew I had to. I, I was so close. I almost resisted it. Right? You did. I almost resisted it. Look at the... Look at that growth. <laughs> I'm not sure if that counts. <laughs> you made it two minutes. <laughs> ah, okay. okay. Now, if you call me like a ball and chain or something, <laughs> then I'll just, yeah, this is. <laughs> oh, the... Then it's over. It's over. <laughs> the little woman. We only made it as to episode 42. <laughs> and sadly, it was done. <laughs> the little old wife who, you know. Okay. Uh, um, yes. Let's make it to episode 43, Tim. Let's try. Let's, let's try. I'll stop now. Okay. So here's his last warning sign. His last warning sign is you can't hear God. That I guess that's true because I get so like frantic that I'm not like taking the time to just ask him what to do that day. Mm-hmm. I'm just like in this like, eh, life is happening mm-hmm. and I'm being reactive and 
you know, so I feel like I'm not even necessarily conscious that I can't hear him because I feel like I can hear him when I take long enough to pause. But I feel like in those states, I'm not listening. Well, it, do you yeah. think it's true for you or? Yeah, I think it is. It. Yeah, I don't I don't see it as much. It's a harder thing for me, I think, to identify. I feel like we have different ways of hearing God. Yeah. Um, I think it was like very interesting. Like we we talked one time to like this group and like we kind of went around the table about how we hear God and everybody was kind of all over the place of the ways that they hear God. So interesting. Isn't it like, why is it so wildly different? Cause it's like so personal. Mm. I feel like that. I feel like God knows us intimately and he knows what we need. And you know, so Mm -hmm. your way is mainly through, um, I shouldn't say it. Oh, I'm saying, I was just saying it's, it's through connecting with other believers and listening to mentors and peers talk about their connection with God. And you also tend to say worship songs too. Yeah. That's the other true. half. Of oh yeah, answer. definitely. Let me, let I definitely have me. the most. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> it's a good thing I have a woman around to, uh, remind me of all the things I've said in the past. <laughs> Don't make me get irrationally emotional or <laughs> radically, whatever the word is. Don't um, make my emotions erratic. <laughs> no, that's not what I was saying. No, thank you. You're right. It is. It's definitely worship also where I have the most emotional connection with God too. Yeah. And we also like, we obviously hear God through the word, like everyone hears that, but, but it's kind of the way of, I mean, everybody hears God through speaking through his word because he directly actually speaks. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the ways that like he imprints himself on the heart, you know, it's like you were having those. And I feel like I um, feel closest to God when I'm like, when I'm, journaling and listening and I feel like I know what my heart like I know it feels like he like wrote it on my heart what what needs to happen and so I feel like so I feel like that we hear him differently and um did you hear about the never mind the surgeon who actually was writing on people's organs after he transplanted them what like what like his initials like for fun yeah for fun like signing his work it's kind of weird. I mean, less creepy than like, hey, I love you, patient. <laughs> like, like less creepy that's like a personalized message, but like. I hope it was just his initials. I hope it wasn't like Dr. J was here, 98. <laughs> what if you wrote like a verse? On their oh, wow. Literally re- writing a verse on someone's heart. I, if doctors weren't uh, already accused of playing God. <laughs> that is a weird one. So did he get like in trouble yes, for that? Yes. Or apparently, like... apparently someone busted him. Because, I mean, you'd think it could compromise the heart, but maybe not. It was or... like livers, I think. Is it like it, it can't just compromise a it? Thing. It's just like a... Apparently so... it was just a surface thing. He kept doing it to livers because they would just heal over after a year or so. So they then, just absorb the. Like, did he like? Do you know what happened to him? No, no, I don't. Does it like seem like a big deal? I don't know. Like, what have I gotten mad if someone wrote their name on initials an organ that on they my liver after to they keep you alive? Yeah. 
after they had like removed my gallbladder if they were like real quick let's put like while they're in there doing something else yeah i don't know let's put our quick initials on oh i think we would be upset because if we had found that it would be like i mean it's it's pretty bad because it's unprofessional and not helpful yeah because it could uh, yeah that would be pretty upsetting that's a, that's a weird one maybe you just kind of like the feel of cutting an organ if if you're a surgeon <laughs> yeah maybe that's it maybe they're just real you know kind of like a fire bug but you know they're really like they just gotta cut some gotta cut some organs <laughs> I just didn't get enough slicing in today. <laughs> My laser just didn't get used enough, so I got, I got fired up. <laughs> that is a weird one. Okay, so back to the book. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so I had a little little question for you. Um, so he went on, he did his little preacher thing where he um, goes <laughs> on... <laughs> <laughs> all, all the preachers out there don't take any offense but here's the thing you do that, that is that annoys us well no it's like you know like doing like a like sayings you have sayings okay oh oh my goodness okay my biggest criticism of this unit though was the whole like he just had saying upon saying like cliche upon cliche he did end one of the chapters with that it was just like a, a paragraph of like, cliches why do we have all these like Weird. Had to cram him in. He had him in his notes, I guess, you know? And <laughs> Crossed that one off. <laughs> a bird hit <laughs> two birds with one stone, exactly. and that one's gone. <laughs> bird in the Word hand count is worth two up. in the bush. <laughs> a penny saved is a penny earned. <laughs> okay, Ben Franklin and yes. your poor Richard's almanac. Oh. Um so, okay, so, but this was, this was not a, like, cliched thing, but it was like a, you know, it's like a, you could hear someone preaching this for sure. Okay. It's like a, a thing. Um, okay, so, he says, we say things like, one day when I get married, then I'll be happy. One day when I get the right home, then I'll lead a small group. One day when I get out of debt, then I'll start to tithe. Mm-hmm. One day when the kids are grown, then we'll work on our marriage. Um, and so, I was going to mm-hmm. ask you if you had any one days that have been frequenting your head lately or if that hasn't really been you know a struggle if oh, there's man. been something that keeps going through such your head. a struggle some of it's as simple as one day when we actually have you know steady income or one day when i have a house with a garage or one day when yeah there's all those things for sure like when the kids are no longer need diapers changed then everything will be better yeah. Like it's just there's just all these things that seem like like I could I could make myself happier if I had fewer demands on my time and resources. Yeah. That makes sense. I also kind of got that thing he was talking about like one day we'll lead a small group when we have the right house because I feel like that has oh. to be a really common thing and I definitely feel like a little anxious about that idea of having a small group over to our house because I know it's not that big and stuff and it's like trying to fit a place for the kids to play in where the adults can also have, you know, conversation is going to be tricky here. And so I know. And I never thought that would be a thing for me because I always felt like that that was like really snotty if like people had issues of that. But now that we have kids, like I am actually stressed about it. It's just the logistics of it, of like how to like contain the chaos, you know, it's very, 
gives me a wee bit of anxiety. A bit of a fright, yes. Um, my one day is definitely the the health stuff because even like um, you know, I like tonight I got to go to a new writing group which was so fun and mm-hmm. really um inspirational and great. And so I had so much fun and I was just like chattery and excited, but you know, like still like my stomach feels like it's like inside out. It was all just joy, but it's like there's that joy laced with that like stomach flu feeling and that I'm trying to like override it with my brain of like you don't think like you don't feel you don't feel you know it's like it's like you try to silence that screaming in your head you know and so I just feel like if that was gone like I would be fully present and it wouldn't be such a battle but I know that that's a lie because even when I haven't had like health stuff or even a long time ago before the hip stuff like I mean, I still couldn't stay present that easily because it's like worry and stuff. So I don't I know that that one's a lie, but that's definitely the one that I keep thinking about, which which then sucks my joy. Like, do you find the one days like kind of suck your like they tend to draw you towards bitterness a little bit? Oh, yeah, or like absolutely. Discontent. It's, they stem from discontent. Yes. And they feed it for sure. Yeah. Which honestly makes me feel shame right now because I'm like, oh, why am I still like having all this one day and why is it so important to me still with the health? So much of my one day stuff is about stuff and like physical things and like possessions. Man. Which I feel like didn't really used to be that way for you. There's There's been something recent that's been a shift for you this year. Interesting. I don't know what it is, if it was your dad passing or Captain Duke, because it all kind of happened at once, but it's been different. Huh, okay. That didn't used to really be your thing as much. Like, the time thing definitely was, but I feel like the material stuff wasn't as, like, big of a thing before. Maybe. I could be wrong on that. I've just noticed a subtle change in the way you're talking and stuff okay. this year. Which is okay. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I am. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Like, do you feel like it's ridiculous that I'm still struggling with the bitterness with illness and stuff? No, I I don't think it's ridiculous. I do wish that it wasn't... I, I wish that you had a perspective of progress on it or something like being able to look back on it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. I don't know why this one is such a, I'm just, I'm holding it and I don't, I don't know why that is, but I think some of it's like fear too of like, if you let, go like whenever I start letting go it's like the acceptance is scary because then it's like kind of accepting what's happening right right that's that makes sense I see that in in you and in your words and stuff too yeah because it's like I'll relax in it and then a few days later I'll like pick it up again because I'm like wait but I need to like make sure to have this insight send a bunch of emails and yeah emails what (laughs) i don't know is that what you're talking about what like you like pick up the worry 
about this stuff and try to do a bunch of things to make it better? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I was talking Maybe about with bitterness. Like, I, I'm i struggling with bitterness still. And so, like, I'll let the bitterness go, and then I'll pick it up a few days later because it's like, if I accept it, I don't know. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So how do you how do you pick it up and let it go? I feel like... I feel like that I will be at peace when I spend time with God about that this is what he has for me and stuff. But then like as the day progresses or as a couple days have gone by, then I like feel like I need to, I don't know. It's like, I almost feel bad for saying anything about feeling sick because then I feel like I'm not having like this joyful perspective where I'm not like just saying all joy about life and Mm -hmm. stuff you know and so but yet I feel this need to share about it it's okay I think this is going nowhere this part of the conversation I'm sorry it's hard for me still to talk about all of it yeah I can tell that tonight Do you judge me for where I'm at? No, I feel grumpy about it. Grumpy for me feeling things? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question for you about the um the material thing. Like do you do you think like some of those one days with the material is almost more of like an escape because that's something that's less painful than some of the other one days that we have in our sites? Um like do you think that it's like almost more like surface one days mm-hmm. in some ways because it's less painful wishing? I think I think so. I think they're surfacey because they are all things where I I could attempt to grab control of some aspect of our life. Yeah. Like if I if one day when I have a pickup truck, then I'll be able to take care of our yard and build a better shed and you know like do all these little projects that I want to do and build a fort for the boys and all that stuff, but it's like it's all about this one day stuff. Well, and it's weird because I've I've never understood like the whole remodeling thing that people do and like like I understand remodeling, but I guess like like this like when people give their one day mm-hmm. being about like the having house. a better yeah. house or something like I'm always like, "What?" Like I don't even get that, but it does start to make sense as life continues on and has more pain. It's like something got to be able to control that you this. can do quick that maybe will make it ease up some other part of your life or something i think that's absolutely it like i'm just you're just sitting there staring at the peeling linoleum (laughs) thinking i'm so annoyed right now and it's all about this bathroom because it's like that instead of like i can't make my wife healthy again or i can't have you know get us on the mission field like right the the big picture things that actually are what's annoying and upsetting me yes 
That makes sense. Um, so, okay. So then, um, he also talked about how there was too many choices and stuff in America and, um, as a thing. Hmm. Um, what did he mean by that? By choices, choices in what? Um, I think, um, let me, let me look at the exact thing. Um, he said, um, um, I'm convinced we have too many choices, choices of places to eat, things to do, social media platforms to check in, choices where to go, who to go with, what to wear, where to shop. Like there's a lot of other things. Um, I'm seeing that you're looking skeptical. I'm just trying to think if that meshes up with my experiences of other countries, like being less of that. Well, I, yeah, like I feel like, I feel like that that is a cultural issue here because I mean I feel like when we've gotten closest to God is when we were out like hiking and stuff like Mm. in our early marriage and it's like everything was stripped away so we finally had to listen to him that is true and I feel like the same thing um I mean there was a lot going on in countries that we've been to yeah but but there there's still something about like realistically you are more focused like on on a fewer number of things. Yeah. 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 You're right. It is. And it's not, I mean, they have, there's lots of restaurants and stores. Yeah. So it's not like choice list, but it's still not quite as like, Oh, I'm going to go to Walmart or target or, you know, King supers or, you know, like any of these mega stores that has like a million things. You're still like being like, who can, ride and get me a french press somewhere like you know like is there anywhere in the city where i can get replace the french press that we broke (laughs) right or it's like where could i get chicken that i trust it's like you're not like as independent and stuff you know like because like you have to work together and stuff and i do see choices as being a big issue in this culture like even if um even if it is even if like we're low income or different things like that. And so it's not like you yeah. have the choices that you want to because you're sure. not eating out or, you know, these different things. There's there's still this, I don't know, I feel like there are still some inherent things that there's just a lot of, you yeah. know. And I feel like I was thinking about how, like, it's difficult to not, um, like, raise, like, somebody kind of, like, addicted to comfort. Because right. I feel like that's been such an issue for me, Um I don't know. I feel like that that I don't know if that's like specific to the U.S. No, you know, it makes total sense. Or, but I think that is definitely one of our big drugs here. Yeah, I'm. I don't really have enough experience to be able to say if it's something about the U.S. or not. Like as far as the emotional comfort, being addicted to comfort of of that sort. Like I don't know if other people struggle with it in the same way or not. Like I don't think any of my conversations have ever revealed that to me. Like it seems like an innately human thing that we just have more opportunities to feed here. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but it could be. It could be. And you're saying. Were you talking about our kids, like trying to raise them to not be addicted to comfort? Right. Because, I mean, I I feel like it kind of shows you, like, I mean, we don't have idols and shrines, like, every block here, but Mm -hmm. we do have stores every block. And so I feel like it does kind of show, like, a bit of the choice problem. I did definitely agree with that point that I felt happier when I have less choices. And it's hard to, it's hard to limit 
yourself I, even if you are poor it's still hard to like limit yourself from whatever random oh, things sure. are going on right it's just i mean there's choices at every economic level there's plenty of fast food restaurants that will give you choices for two dollar meals like so i was gonna ask so what are we doing about that in our lives with comfort like what's like that has been a theme that we discovered years ago when we started backpacking like the the joy of removing comfort from our lives on purpose and and being you know intentional about about that. So how are we doing that today? Like how are we doing that with our kids? Yeah, you know like that I think is a challenge because I think um I've been um I've been gifted that from God that I feel um uncomfortable every day, you know, mm-hmm. but but I feel like with my kids like I'm not really doing I'm not necessarily I'm not been happy with how it's been going this year because I liked what the fruit it produced in my children at the beginning of um last year you know like of just having that difference and being pushed beyond the breaking like it when it when they came back it produced good fruit and so I'm just like they're so content here like that there's like way more like I don't know so I don't know that I'm like I definitely think like there's nothing wrong with living in America. Like it's a, it's a blessing, but like, I don't think I've been doing it necessarily a very good job about um, limiting that, that comfort or figuring out how to push them. Like, I feel like pushing them is, is hard for me to muster that energy to think about how am I going to push this child? Right. Yeah, I don't have the energy to do that either, but I'm glad we're talking about it because it was just striking me all of a sudden. It's like, yeah, that is a big thing that we've learned. And so we did it last year and then we kind of gave up, it seems like. Yeah, I've been feeling very uncomfortable about that part of our parenting. Or too comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Ironic. Because I'm seeing, like I'm seeing it happen, you know, and I was like, well, maybe like the swim lessons will push them. And it did. And it was a thing. But I feel like... I feel like that there's more. Okay. I think so too. I think this is going to be an interesting theme that we're going to have to revisit. Like, I want them to look more different than more different. More I want, differenter. I want them to look more differenter than what's going on around them. And I'm not, I'm not um, pushing that that ah, much. Cool. Okay. So that's kind of fun to yeah. think about. Maybe we can check back in next week if we had any thoughts about that. Sure. Um, Okay, so then um, I was going to say that it, like, cracked me up. So he had this little box in here of, like, 12 areas of his life that he evaluates every year. Oh, yeah, he got this from a book or something, yeah. Which is good. Like, I mean, we evaluate, um, you know, we evaluate things a lot. Absolutely. So it's, it's great It's about to prioritization and, and paying attention to the areas of your life that are struggling. But, yeah, some of these categories were kind of funny, the way he, yeah. The one was computer. Yes, <laughs> Like, like read them. Some of them were like family, faith, work. Uh... Um, yeah. So, well, um, yeah. So the thing that made me laugh about the computer was that we were like, does that mean like he's limiting his screen time? He's learning computer skills? Like, I'm like, microwave. Is that another category? I didn't use my microwave as much this week. Like, I don't know. It just cracks it's, me up. Yes, it's an because appliance. the computer is Toaster. the appliance. Yes, but like what he's probably talking about is the 
social media or something like that. Yeah. But who's to say, because there is a social category and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. Travel. I don't, I don't know necessarily know, like, did I travel, you know, have I been using the Facebook too much? (laughs) My device. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my goodness. Uh, Um, We went to an improv group this week and uh, they were doing um, like this, like imitation of like this high school group coming on or whatever. And the part that made me laugh is they were like, the teacher called them like millennials and was all annoyed. And they were like, hashtag M word. M word. Millennials. Oh, and so we were realizing like kids in high school today. Probably won't be millennials. They really probably aren't. Millennial. Like right. it's like, it's yeah. So they probably won't be, but they think they are. Yeah. Or being called that. But I don't know. Interesting. They might still be. We'll see how long they push this millennial on. Um, So, Okay, so then another pro- thought that we um, wanted to talk about was um, uh, you you kind of had some thoughts. He said, um, okay, so don't try to fit everything into your life and don't grapple with trade-offs and continual compromises. If it isn't a clear yes, it's a clear no. Yeah, I didn't like that. I, I thought there was something missing there. Like, I guess I get what he's saying, but... I don't know. It, it just it seems like there's too much wiggle room. There's too much room for me to rationalize. There's too much room for me to have doubts and keep going back. And like, but am I supposed to keep going back and keep pushing in on things where it seems like maybe there's been a no or seems like there's been a real lack of yeses? And it's like so black and white because I feel like sometimes like it might not be like a clear yes. Like, should I put my kids in swim lesson? But that doesn't mean that God's saying no. Like, maybe he just doesn't care. Like, I mean... He cares, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's like not there's something a definite he needs on to give us a direction on. Of like, you should eat hot dogs tonight. I didn't hear him say I should eat hot dogs. It means no. Everything is a no <laughs> until I hear a yes. Like, that's maddening. I've yeah. gone that way. There and we go. I've laid paralyzed in bed for days. That was my problem. That with was, it. that's the way I went. And that led to depression and paralyzation <laughs> for me because I would wait trying to hear a yes. And I just laid there for days. Hmm. Didn't hear anything. <laughs> didn't, didn't seem to work. Well, you probably heard lots. Just not about the thing you wanted to hear. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so um, the other thing is, is that uh, he, he says that um, ultimately real rest doesn't come from simply resting. It comes when your soul is connected to God's power. And like you that. also underlined yeah. a thing about like the Sabbath rest and yeah. stuff about that still. Like, I didn't know if you wanted to mention anything about that or if that's kind of. No, it just it ties into the whole thing of the busyness and the stress and the overwhelm. And for me, it seems to be tied to this like shift into self employment because. So uh, there's this attitude I have when I go to a job where I, I have to work hard and sometimes it's stressful but it's ultimately always someone else's responsibility and someone else's fault like there's there's always a buck to pass onto someone else and and that makes some of these things easier whereas now it seems like i'm getting stressed out and burned out a lot more quickly because all the responsibility ultimately falls to me yeah and what that has to do with the sabbath is 
like I do find myself working on the weekends sometimes and like a lot more than I ever did when I had a regular, you know, 40 hour a week job. Like I almost never worked more than 40 hours a week, but like it was still a lot of work. I was still gone all the time. And now I know we've talked about it and I I feel like for the last couple of months, I've really tried to hold on to that. Like once one, at least one day of the weekend has to be a Sabbath day with no work where I don't open up email and I don't look at that stuff. And that has become really valuable to me, that like characteristic and that priority for our family. Yeah, I definitely see you drawing the hard line and I've seen you become less stressed when you do it because for a while it was really stressing me out because I could use see your stress about keeping that boundary but I feel like you've become like more sure of it and so it's become I wonder if I'm just putting bit... on a better act maybe have you been as stressed <laughs> last or... night I was stressed really yes. you are putting on a better act mm. the only other thing about God that I wanted to mention before we do our question you want to talk about God <laughs> on the internet um is so and um the sermon like he was talking about like hating what god hates and i found that kind of like challenging because it's like hard to clearly say that i hate sin like i can hate it in myself but it's kind of hard to it's hard for me to not feel slightly like awkward about hating other people's sin you know so i found that like he was like some of you will have like a a reaction when you feel like hating what God hates. And so I do hate what he hates, but it's, it's hard for me to let myself like go there because it's like showing any sort of hate is terrifying because obviously it's not the person that we're hating, you know, but, but the sin, but it's like showing that makes me scared that the person will feel hated. And so I feel like that's always an awkward thing for me. Like I can, I can, I deal a lot of <laughs> um hate you know but okay. but it's hard to like i don't know to hate this the sin that's a hard word no i i i hear what you're saying it's i mean some of it's just our human like we're just social creatures that well, people pleasers right we are people pleasers yes and people have different elements of that but that's ultimately what makes us able to work together at all is that we really do want to please each other and really do want to like take care of each other in some ways um, or want to at least believe that about ourselves. And when we start firing on all cylinders and, you know, pointing our, our, our guns at other people, like it gets, it gets ugly real fast and it feels gross. Like that's not the thing you want to lead with. Like you're not, you don't want to like go up to somebody and be like, I hate this. Well, if you have an identity that is really based on these core beliefs of like love and like not being offensive, like raised and, and really have that pounded into us, then yeah, it's going to be difficult to like come to grips with the idea of hating a, the actions and, and, um, choices and how to clearly express your disagreement is a challenge yes yeah expressing in love i mean we've talked about before you know like because it comes up in our culture yeah and it's you know kind of what this book is supposed to be about Mm -hmm. which i don't know how much about it it's sort of wanders about but but you know but yeah i think that that's hard because you kind of have to keep in some of that to be able to build relationships mm-hmm. and then be able to talk like and yeah 
that's challenging to identify where a person's really at. It seems like so rarely does uh, one of these issues just come right down into a debate. Yeah. Where like we can let our righteous passion, you know, shine through without it making us so ugly to the world around us that they won't even listen to us. Like I've never turned over money changer tables yet, but <laughs> yeah, right, uh, yeah. But it's interesting thought that maybe God would call us to hate in a way where you know, like Jesus unleashed the anger about how His temple is being misused. You know, yeah. like like there is a time probably where it's appropriate to be like, I don't know, yeah, probably most likely within the church. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That is probably the, well, it's also the place where we do the most damage with that kind of passion because it seems like people let it off the hook and tear into each other in the church. Yeah, and yet some things need to be rooted out, right? Like, Yeah, they do. They do. I just, I hate the idea of having to be that enforcer interesting but ultimately that is my responsibility as a christian as a man as a a leader of people that's part of my responsibility so yeah that's a tough call to action right there it is right Oof. yes so maybe we could wrap up with a couple little questions, Tim. Ah, the, the do-it-yourself therapy. Yes, okay. from our little clear box of fun or torture if you're Tim. Um, but this is a fun one um, because I feel like you just answered it. So you keep saying fun. <laughs> I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> um, but I feel like you just answered this one. It's funny how often these questions tie into what we're talking about. Um, would you rather be in a passive or aggressive argument? <laughs> you didn't necessarily just answer it, though, because it is an argument nonetheless. Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm in an argument. Yeah, I'd rather it be aggressive. If you're in the ag- argument. Yeah, if I'm already in the argument, Ooh. I want it to just go aggressive. But here's here's a question for you. We were talking a little bit about high school the other night and you were saying how like you would rather have more of like a a secretive mean things being done to you than direct mean things being done to you. So that's kind of a passive argument. Yeah. So maybe like some instances it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, if I'm in conflict with people, then right. The more aggressive it is, the worse it's going to be, especially if it's a conflict where there really isn't any hope of resolution. <laughs> Which um, was really fun um you're debunking can i share this no okay it's it's a secret it's a secret share um that maybe someday you'll ask them about <laughs> okay high school um, was bad it was it was horrible for leave both it at of that. us okay but um so maybe it's like Maybe it's who it is because you'd rather be an aggressive argument with me, but you were saying in high school yeah. you would have rather with be everyone passive. else. No, I'd rather it be passive because, yeah, <laughs> seems like I, I can ignore it and shovel it into a corner easier. Definitely, that makes sense. 
I um I would definitely rather be an aggressive with everyone because I your connector you want the connection more secure because if I feel like the passive like something's wrong it's very it's very hard for me mm-hmm. yes um so maybe our other question when was the last time you tried to push someone's buttons <laughs> Uh, well, if we rewind this about 24 minutes, I think I made a joke about you being a woman and your emotions being inconsistent. Did you do that to push my buttons? Yes, of course I did it to push your buttons. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> do you do that like with a lot of people or mainly yeah, me? Or? I do it with a lot of people. I, I probably think about it anytime I'm in a conversation with someone, but really? I've learned some self-control. How do you know what their buttons are to push? Like, how do you know what's going to frustrate them? I don't know. It's like, it's a it's gift. like just, yeah, a gift and patterns. And, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I know what I should say. <laughs> it's always kind of fun when you discover one, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's this kind of person. I know what I should talk about. That is so mischievous. I like to think it's mischievous because that's better than the alternative. Which is what? It's destructive and <laughs> harmful. Um, I Maybe I'm self-deluded in this oh. and you can tell me this, but I don't think I, I don't think I've done it for a long time. I think I did it um, like with, with Rachel and stuff. Like when we were fighting, like my, one of my older sisters, like when we would fight and stuff, like I think, but even then, I don't know if it was like pushing her buttons as much as like, I don't know if I'm a pushing button sort of person. I I I don't even know if that was the case back then. I felt like I almost felt more just like explosive and like, so I don't know if I was, but I know I have done it with her, but I just, I feel like that wasn't usually like my motivation. Like it's not fun for me to push someone's buttons. Okay. That feels like weird. Like, like I like to like, maybe like I like to tease and stuff. So maybe that is pushing buttons, but they're kind of like, you know, I don't want them to like, you really don't tease that much. Yeah. It's not really your thing. Like when I first met your family, like I was like, like, is this mean? But really you guys were like teasing each other. You know what I mean? But it was like, it's like, and now we're all in on it. And when you first like saw me around like my college roommates and stuff, you were kind of horrified. You thought that was the most. Because I'm like, isn't this kind of mean? But it's like there's something about it that I think I don't understand. Do I push your button? Like, am I self-deluded in this? That that isn't really my... You push my buttons because you want a thing. Because you want to bring a conversation there. But I'm not, like, doing it for fun. No, you're not doing it for the lols like I am. Like, I don't think I'm even, like... That was a fun little modern word you used. <laughs> You're so modern. Um but I don't think like I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna push his buttons, like or whatever. Like Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I think I make you mad plenty though, and I think <laughs> you know, but Yes. You do, and you're okay with it, and I think that kind of counts. But it's but I don't have like the sparkle in my eyes. No, you're not you getting joy out have. of it the way I am. But that's not what the card said. What is the? You try to push someone's buttons, and so I don't think I try to push people's buttons. Okay, okay. But I definitely get in a lot of like arguments. But I just mean I don't. I don't think like I'm trying. I think I'm just. 
I think that's right. Yeah. No, I don't think you're deluding yourself. Okay. That's cool. That's, I feel like, you know, yeah, we can definitely see that with our, with our kids. Like, like, you know, Andrew has the same, like his eyes are just always joking and he like goes after us, you know, like in a fun way. I am going to steal your hat. I am going to steal your glasses. I am going to throw all this garbage on the floor. But Simon is pretty honest to a fault. And it's going to be bad really soon when Andrew figures out just how easy it's going to be to push Simon's buttons. Oh, I know. Because his buttons are just like right out there on the surface. And that was me. And so like it's really easy if you want to do it. And so I feel like I feel like that earnestness, like I hope that Andrew like protects that. I hope so too. He doesn't use his skill <laughs> to like get his, his... Because it could be really easy for him to use it to tear his brother down. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, well. I know. That one's, that's been making me nervous, <laughs> that uh, conflict. Uh. But he loves him, and so maybe that will cover over. Because you have not torn me to pieces with your special ability <laughs> and gift somehow <laughs> it's good we may have to remind him that he loves his brother the funny part is, is i don't even know when you're pushing my buttons like i feel like you're <laughs> actually like i feel like you're not even like you're like your eyes are happy but i feel like it doesn't even go there in my head like i feel like you're just annoying but i feel like you're not like <laughs> purposely try to you be think annoying. I'm just annoying well i don't feel like you're trying to be annoying uh-huh. i feel like you're like just naturally like that's just who i am me. like it's just a core part of my personality and i forget that you notice what will annoy me and you're you making do it. it worse <laughs> what do you mean it's worse how you see me is even worse than what, it, what i'm actually doing no no i just mean i feel like i i think you're st- Stupid. Yes, <laughs> you don't thank know you. How I, to avoid. I'm fairly certain we have this conversation from time to time on the podcast. <laughs> Where I think that you don't know how to avoid annoying me, and but really you do. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm glad we brought that out. Now we can really let I the actually begin. think I actually do think you are extremely intelligent. So it's not true about okay. the stupidity. But I, I I'm going to take some think... notes for our next marriage counseling appointment. Okay? Shut up. I'm oh gonna, and I'm going to write them on my skin and pen. No. Write them on your organ. <laughs> because I know one of your big buttons is ink on the skin. Oh, that's so funny. You still didn't see me doing that's it. That's what I'm it saying. It was so obvious. I was I staring you in the face. I think you're earnest. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, that's annoying. But Tim is just, thats he just wants to do what he wants to do. I just think you forget. Oh, sometimes I do forget. But sometimes. Because I have so many pet have, peeves. You do. <laughs> that you, it's hard to keep track of them. Give me the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, I, what? <laughs> And I, I have known think, this about you for like 14 years how much you hate like people writing on their skin and i think you're extremely intelligent so i don't know why i always think you're like in earnest because i am a forgetful person that like like you do see the look of like befuddlement and shock on my face sometimes when i do something that you're like we talked about you never doing that again <laughs> and maybe because i feel embarrassed about how many th- how easily it is to annoy <laughs> me maybe i feel embarrassed about that too why are you letting your food of different colors touch <laughs> on your plate do you hate me 
this is what it is like to live with a person with OCD. <laughs> or some sort of sensitivity issues. Whatever it is going on. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go and try to scrub this pen mark off my hand that I did as part of a joke. And uh, You did not. Did you really yeah, actually right. do it? Yeah, yes. See, that's what I'm saying. It you was, I had to commit through. to the joke. I had to commit. You could just hang the pen over your hand. You didn't actually have to do it. Well, but it doesn't really matter you to commit. me. You commit. You commit. You commit. Because the only reason I don't do it is because I'm trying to be nice to you. I don't care. And that makes me feel bad because I'm like, I shouldn't have these things. You should never inconvenience me. me or ever have any needs or wants. Yes. And never offend anyone. Because it doesn't affect anything, but it's just, but it's like your way of sacrificially loving me to not write on your It hand. just seems easier <laughs> to not have a conversation about it and find a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm picturing right now Tim I'm just picturing Andrew sitting across from me just rubbing his food all over his <laughs> hair and face and laughing and Mom, stuff look at me <laughs> I have chocolate everywhere <laughs> and I'm like I have to leave the kitchen make it stop make it stop <laughs> Simon and me will cry in the corner <laughs> Andrew and I will just laugh and laugh. Well, you're rolling the mud. <laughs> yes. Not a care of the world. <laughs> probably. That's, that's probably what will happen. Maybe that's why you find it funny, because you don't have that many buttons to be pushed, except for efficiency, like, truly frustrates you. Yes. The lack thereof. No, Not I do. I have, I have things but that... But the lack of efficiency frustrates yes. you. I have my things. Thank goodness you aren't as... Did you remember in Father's Knows Best? Because, wait, was that... I don't think I've seen not that. Father, that's that old TV show. No, what's that one? Cheaper by the Dozen. Wait, you were in the play. Oh, you were okay. in the play as a sure. child, so of course you remember. How he would, like, time them yes. to, like, get dressed That was a, stuff. yeah, a core plot of the, the, the show was... So thank goodness you haven't gotten to that level where you, like, get out a stopwatch and, like, time us or something. No, it's better if I don't pay attention. <laughs> if we had a family of 12, I wonder if you would go to that level. It it upsets me, but like I try to like ignore it in the moment. And so then like when the boys are supposed to be picking up all their little pieces of paper on the floor and then all of a sudden I realize that apparently it's been 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and like every I thought just a few times, but probably a lot more than a few times, I would just like look at them and go, "No." Stop playing and pick up the paper that you're sitting on. No. Stop chewing on the paper and put it in the garbage bag. Uh, no. Don't turn the garbage bag upside down. Like, I just had to keep saying these things to them over and over again because they're just so bad at it. And and then apparently 45 minutes had passed and they were late for their bedtime. <laughs> that was my night tonight. But you tried to pick up, which is more than I usually do. So that was something you did. It was a thing. It was a thing that happened. I feel proud of it because I feel like I feel a little I bit know, proud of it too. I know I just like lose my temper, and so then thus I don't pick up that often or have them pick up, which is laziness. Like I need to teach them discipline, but it's so frustrating for me that I'm like, I want to be comfortable rather than to be angry. Yeah, yeah, it's a trade off. Mm hmm. Always a trade off. Tell your pain becomes bigger than your problem. Oh, nice one. You will. 
Yeah, I needed to. Throw Do you need a to pack in a few more cliches? Yeah, here that's what at I was thinking end. when I was saying that. I was like, if I could just get a couple more, maybe, and then you'd be like, wow, what a wise woman that repeats twenty things that huh. everyone says. Okay. And how is that working for you? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Trigger warning. That's okay. always a favorite. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, oh, our email has not been it, working. I'm sorry. So if you, um, but you, you probably know that because it probably was bouncing back to you. Um, so we, we tested it again. And since the last time I updated the website, like, like a couple, three months ago, apparently it had been broken again. So we greatly apologize yeah, for all fixed. of your burning things that you've been wanting to write into us about and apparently because i can't remember if it's feedback or follow up i went ahead and made an alias so they're both working so feedback at terribleaudio.com i kind of like feedback better because follow up it's like hyphen no hyphen what do you do and you're like no one puts a hyphen in an email (laughs) sorry (laughs) if you're a person who puts a hyphen in an email Hey, you go ahead and me. email me. I just made you angry. But again, not purposefully. <laughs> From a different email address, so I don't have to see your terrible email address with a hyphen in it. <laughs> but please write to us, because I know that we're sounding really like, sane and like you'd maybe pleasant, want to talk easy to, to talk us. To. <laughs> because anger really draws people in, I think, <laughs> yes. as the sarcasm. So I think what we I do. think we're calling you to do. us right now. <laughs> if you're that kind of person, you know who you are. You know if you're our people. <laughs> All right. Well, uh as I was saying, it's been another week. This has been an episode of the Good Words podcast. You can find us at terribleaudio.com. No hyphens. <laughs> it's all one word t hyphen e hyphen r no 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 http backslash backslash no no https colon no sorry okay i'm gonna stop there www dot w w w okay funny thing about w is it's the only word it's the only letter that takes longer to say the name of it than it does to say the sound of it. W. Exactly. Okay, you say W, I say W. W. What? Yeah, you win. <laughs> Which means I win. How have we not been able to wrap up this episode yet? Oh my gosh. Stop it. Okay. <gasps> efficiency broken good night everyone good night and i don't know how we're gonna fix all the volume problems in this but we're just gonna feel may the efficiency be with you sweet (laughs) 